All right, we're back, everybody. And we're back with a guest, our first guest in a long time. Uh, first repeat guest. Yeah, well. you are the first repeat guest. How's it feel, man? It feels great. You know, I'm pretty sure I was the first guest on the pod. Was I? You might have been. Might have been. Yeah, I, think I was. And now been. I'm the first repeat guest. It's yeah. Good. So, so our, our hundreds of thousands of listeners will will uh, they'll they'll be hearing a familiar voice. Yes. Yes. I don't have the stash this time. I, no, I, they I, won't even recognize I you. Just shave the stash. But it's so. back. It's it's been like three days, and it's already almost back. Yeah. At least for me, that that's a lightning thick. pace. It's getting back. It's getting yeah. back. So we'll Do you ever go full beard? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm usually always full beard. This was the first time I've been clean shaven since I was 19 years I, old. I knew something looked looked a little off. Yeah, I kind of look like a freak. You know, right. I wanted to go clean. I still do want to go clean shaven. You say that every couple months. Well, man. you know, for me, I just don't grow hair as quickly as you guys, so I, I don't want to go through the months long regrowth, the growing pains. You know, yeah. Is that reasonable? That's reasonable. Yeah. You know, I don't know because if you look bad, you, you're you're well, shocked for. A you few know months. what though is that when we were in Amherst, I shaved. Uh, this was like, you know, what, at this point, a couple years ago, but I, I thought I looked handsome after a while. At first, I was like, yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. You know, you know? Uh, <laughs> just go for it, man. What do you have to lose? You think of all the people who will have to see you naked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was getting called Gru at the bar the other night. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. Um, well, beards aside, uh, we kind of got a loaded agenda. There's a lot of things we want to get through. Um, there's some funny stuff going on. With the live golf, some players are they're suing each other. So yep. some some lawyers are getting involved. Um, Chris Sale is uh, done for the season because he's been doing some reckless stuff on a bike, going to get lunch. Um, Serena Williams retired. NFL came out with valuations for each franchise. Barcelona's broke. Sam, I'm sure you have some some other random tidbits. Yeah, I mean, I, I, more or less, we're on the same page. But where I want to start though is um, you you were over at a rock concert. This weekend, or yeah, maybe I was a couple jamming. Days ago. Who, so, <laughs> who was who was performing, and why were you there? So it was Joan Jet, uh, so it was Joan Jet, Poison, Def Leppard, and Motley Crue. Oh. So it's quite the squad over at Fenway Park. Now, was there like um, right when you got there, were there like opening smaller acts or like a DJ or did they? There was get like right? a, it was like a DJ of rock. Yeah, not like okay. <laughs> so they were playing yeah, going from like an rock hits. Yeah. It's not the most ideal. Um, but dude, it was honestly one of the best nights of my life. It was it was electric. Yeah, Molly Crew sucked, but um, it's just great when you like when they're actually playing the instruments. Yeah, because I feel like you go like Lady Gaga, Rihanna. It's great because they're like you know very good singers. But it's different when these guys are like playing every instrument and it sounds the same now as if, the track if you had to describe the crowd though around you like who who goes to that sort of concert um a lot of older ladies yeah. um living out their 20s some yeah. older gentlemen uh, a lot of tattoos, mm. a lot of piercings yeah um a lot of fingers going like this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but dude, Motley Crue was just like those guys. Just like need to wake up and realize it's it's 2022. Right. Like the the Nikki Six. Uh, if you guys know who that is, he like went out to the middle of the stage, um, gave some girl a towel, and he was like, "Here, compare this one. I get, compare this to the one I gave your mom back in 1987." <laughs> <laughs> just like shit like that. They had like strippers on stage, um, like a little over the top. Yeah. But People, dude uh, it was great. Flashing. Oh yeah, like like tits out in the middle of Fenway yeah. Park, tits on the jumbotron in Fenway Damn, Park. That's how crazy tickets. it was. I knew we should have got tickets. It was a good Why? time. 
uh, just for the music. But oh. like he was talking about the instruments. Right, the right, music. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just a delayed response. I was letting him finish. Right, right. Nothing to do with the tits on the jumbotron. But speaking of sports, may as well uh, keep it keep it home first. We're talking Fenway Park. This is news to me. I just found out this today. I'm not sure if this broke today, but it's news to me today. Chris Sale broke his wrist. Uh, supposedly. Are, supposedly, yeah. Sox are already having a not-too-great season right now. They're at the bottom of the AL East. Um, what what is this? What, what's going on here? Well, well I was going to say, Jake, you're the biggest baseball guy here. Yeah. You might as well. I want to hear what you think about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I'm, so I'm a big Sox fan. Right. All right. This, is, this has been a very – I came into the season, high hopes, two wins away from the World Series last year. You know, you people knew, forget. You knew, uh, people do forget. Very quick to forget. <laughs> Uh, we were real close, um, and I felt like going into the season, it was like, all right, Chris Sale will be back like midsummer. Um, James Paxson has a chance of getting back. You add them if we get there, like if we're in the playoff picture, we add them back. Like we're gonna contend for one. Um, Chris Sale comes back. He looks great against the Rays in a start, and then you know takes a comebacker and uh, breaks his pinky. Or dislocates his when pinky against the Yankees, and like his second, yeah, his oh, second yeah. start back. So he was going to be out for a little bit. Uh, it sounded like he was trending towards being able to pitch in September, but you never really know. Um, and then, really out of nowhere, was just Chris Sale underwent wrist surgery because he fell off his bike and broke his wrist. Well, that's uh, the story. He was so getting lunch. Something <laughs> just something doesn't add up about this whole Chris Sale falling off the bike thing. He apparently he was. <laughs> Biking past BC, trying to get some lunch. I don't know what restaurant is in like biking distance <laughs> around BC in the first or place. Or why it was also, he's biking anywhere for lunch. It was also. Are like, you biking anywhere for lunch, dude? That was like when it was like ninety-five degrees <laughs> out. I mean, yeah. Hey, he. I will. Chris Sale is from like deep Florida, so I don't think. Like, oh, the, the heat, heat didn't bother. The heat, him. the humidity isn't going to bother him. I I don't put it past the fact that this was a freak accident. That he was biking for lunch, you know. I think everybody now. What I what I don't like is everybody's like, "Oh, this is the worst contract ever." Blah blah blah. And I get it. Like, it is a tough contract. I wish we gave him the contract before 2018. It could be worse. It could be worse. If we gave him the contract, before he would have been able to opt out. No, no, no it isn't even that. It's just the fact that, like, if we gave it to him before 2018, he had an incredible 2018. Should have mm. won the Cy Young. Mm. Won the World Series. Uh, but the fact that we gave it to him afterwards, and he really hasn't pitched since is frustrating, but I think what people need to remember is their reactions to the contract. I know after 2018, it was like, hey, let's give Avaldi and Sale a blank check and just have them pitch for the Sox. Obviously, Sale, you see the guy's build. You know, he's fairly injury-prone. Slender. That's Yeah, he's literally slender. He's like 6'6", six, six, like a buck 70. Like, he's, he's not a... Not a, He's not a sturdy... Yeah. Not a sturdy fella. So he... Uh, he and you can fact check me on the height weight, but that's a that's a pretty accurate ballpark estimate, I'd say. But he, uh, I think everybody loved the contract when it came out. I was skeptical, skeptical just because like he was injury prone, but coming off a great 2018, everyone loved the contract. Injuries are part of sports. He's been injury prone ever since, and I think like people are holding it against him. I feel bad for Chris Sale. I think he's a he's like a crazy competitor. He's a crazy man. Um, but he's a great competitor. Bonkers, bonkers, absolute, man. absolute nutcase. But you kind of gotta be. I mean, if you if you look back into 2018, like the turning point in the World Series was him just going berserk on the Red Sox in the dugout. They're down like 4-0 to the Dodgers in in Game Four. Goes berserk on them. They rattle off like seven, eight unanswered runs. Win that. Win the World Series Damn. in five. 
Chris Sale's a nutcase. He's he's a psycho. He's a competitor. I think it's probably been tough on him the past couple of years. The poor guy wants to go bike and get lunch. Let him bike and get lunch if that's what actually happened. And it's it's tough that an accident <laughs> came from that. Well, I'm not going to pretend like this is my take, but the part that is fishy, Jake, is that, <laughs> to say the least, is that two weeks ago he almost shatters his pinky. Yes. Did he have surgery on that pinky? I don't know. So, well, he, he busts his pinky, and even if it was miraculously fully healed, taking a bike ride with a this pinky is questionable, yeah. let alone a healthy pinky going to, <laughs> to take a bike ride in 95-degree in heat. And nobody really knows what happened to him with this whole rib thing. That was kind of out of, the no, out of nowhere as well. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. Honestly, I mean, like... Yeah, I really I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Chris Sale. I want to stand up for him because I love him and I have a forever like attachment to the 2018 Sox and he was like a key focal point for that team. Um, but it's definitely been a an odd few months to years of Chris well, Sale. Well, just real quick while we're still on the the topic of bats and balls, uh, I understand you play in a league yourself. Yes, um, yes, a very but, but on the other side league. of the mound. Uh, yeah, I, uh, so I play old man softball. Yeah. Um, I play in two leagues, so I'm playing about three nights a week. Uh, what's the average age of these guys? The average age. So you got a handful of, of guys our age in the league. Every team has a good blend of guys our age. And then you have like, like the age of our fathers, um, and then somewhere in the middle. So I'd say there's probably like a good 15 to 20% our age in the league. A good like forty to fifty percent of like low thirties, and then the rest is probably fathers and the and, s- the occasional grandpa. And how did you wind up uh, involved in this? My uh, my my buddy, uh, he's been playing on a team with his dad and his uncle. They needed a guy last year. Uh, they called me up. Uh, first pitch I saw, nuke. Uh, when you what are, kind of numbers you putting up in this league? What kind of numbers am I putting up, Sammy? Yeah, I'm hot right now. I started <laughs> off, I started off a little cold. I I would like you know, cannot confirm or deny if I do keep track of my home runs in this league. You definitely. Uh, how do. could you not? I do. Yes. O- over under fourteen. Oh, <laughs> just hit the over last night. Fifteen and fifteen oh, games. Oh, you know, wow. we're, you we're raking right yep. now. Uh, but the Tree Sluggers, the old man Belmont Softball League, I'm trying to get my roommates to come support That's us. What the, the name is the Tree Sluggers? The Tree Sluggers. I've been trying to get my oh, roommates Oh, I get it. It's like come. Tree Huggers. Right? No, I don't know, man. I just think there's. I think the Tree Sluggers is like a sponsor. If it's not about Tree Huggers, then that's a weird name. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where the name came from. It's a good I pun. Just, I should have wore the jersey, honestly. But it's Why would you do that? Because it looks incredible. Um, but well, if we joined you and we played, would we get one? If you played, yeah, we have a, we have some extra jerseys. Oh shit! Yeah, probably wouldn't be the same color. We have like ten guys, and we have like six different jerseys <laughs> on. When when you play the field, you go out, you field the same position every inning, or you rotate. Yeah, yeah, I play I play left every every inning. Um, no, we got a good team. We uh, we clinched regular season first place. Uh, playoffs are actually tomorrow. Tomorrow night we got oh, our shit. first playoff game. Where you guys play? Uh, we play over in Belmont. There's this uh, old softball field right behind uh, a mobile station and in front of a commuter rail track. Uh, but it's electric. It's like 240 all around. You got a nice tall wall and left, but you all can right. put it out pretty easy. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah, old man softball. It is. So it's. I've been a baseball guy my whole life. 
And it's sad that like now transitioning out of college into like the nine to five lifestyle, the, the only thing I can look forward to is my slow pitch softball game during the week. So. Well, just, you know, avoid any bikes. I know your original plan was to bike here, but you, yeah. you made the, the right call and audible the way. Thank God my tires were flat yeah. because I could have been Chris Sale out for the playoffs, which would have been... Oh, that would have been I, I, oh, Demoralizing. I would not. I probably would have played through it, though. Yeah. I would have played through it. Grid over grind. You know, I have the playoffs coming up for my uh, rec volleyball league oh, this Monday. That's big. Yeah. That's big. So. Is it co-ed or uh, men? Co-ed. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> So that was the socks. Let's talk. Let's talk live golf. Mm. Um, oh, but I don't know how closely you're following this, but basically, there's 13 golfers from who have joined the Live Tour who are now suing the PGA Tour because they're kind not of a reverse Uno card here. Yeah, because they're not allowing them to play. And Phil Mickelson is one of those shocker. Yeah. Um, and now some of the players on the PGA Tour are threatening to strike if the PGA allows the Live golfers to play in the FedEx Cup playoff. Now, and I just this is a fill me in. Part of the reason why, like, they are technically eligible. If, if they had not left the PGA, they would have been eligible to participate in the FedEx Cup. Yeah, because you just have to be in, like, the top 120 right. to qualify for this right. thing. Um, so by the numbers, they're in, but the PGA were like, if you go over there, you're done. Because But they filed this antitrust lawsuit, and in response, the uh, PGA said, <laughs> antitrust laws do not allow plaintiffs to have... <laughs> Antitrust laws do not allow plaintiffs to have their cake and eat it too. That's a direct quote from the PGA commissioner. You know, when we first brought up this live golf stuff, I, th I thought it was a non-story a little bit. I mean, it, it was obviously it was a story, but I didn't know it would be a summer long story. But this is, I mean, I, I, I'm of the belief now that we're not even at the best parts yet. It's only getting better. We're not even <laughs> in, in prime, right. prime yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, they just got... Cameron Smith, who has made $27.2 million in 184 PGA Tour events. I mean, isn't he world number two or something like that? He's world number two, and that's how much money he's made in his career, and he already has signed for at least $100 million so with the Live Golf quadrupled tour. his earnings, essentially. Yeah. I want to know what that's like. Uh, like. Do you think somebody just gives your agent a ring? Does somebody like pull up to you and hand you a, a card? I mean, clearly the pitch is impeccable. I, the I pitch has got to be impeccable. I'm almost wondering if there's more than just cash. This is obviously rumor. Rumor starting here, but I'm wondering if they're giving them something a little nicer, maybe a home, some other collateral. I mean, it's a deal that's that's damn sweet. You know, they got they got cash to blow. They got yeah. the plane. We already saw the plane. Yeah. That's probably one of the added cash. bonuses. Yeah. So what I want to know: what is your guys' number from? For Live Golf, like what would how much would it take for you to join Live Golf? I'm not trying to get anybody canceled here. So if I'm just like, a, like, who am I in this fictitious world? All right, let's do, let's do, <laughs> let's do one of an already professional golfer, but one of our actual selves right now. Okay. Um, if I'm an actual professional golfer on the tour, like 25x my earnings from the previous year, bottom. Okay. Damn, that's hefty. I mean, that, that's hefty, but you know, like. The backlash is there, and you you, yeah. you do have to consider it. Yeah. Um, I mean, today? Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, the numbers yeah. low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I was like a mid-level guy, uh, or like I'd say if I was like mid to bottom like level guy on the PGA Tour who was like just like trying to make cuts every weekend, not like placing at all, I'd probably go for like 
a modest amount. I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 50. Yep. Yeah. Um, but if I'm like a good top 25, top 50 player in the world, I don't think there's any number. Yeah. Because if I'm like good and I have like a shot at winning big tournaments and I have a sh- and if if I have a shot at winning big tournaments and that shot at winning big tournaments disappears by going to this other thing, I wouldn't want to do right. it. Right. I feel like it's it's prime for pe- for players who don't care about that or they've like been there done that. Yeah. And now it's just like a, a bonus check. Right? Like if you're still no, con- like Phil Mickelson. Right, literally. Yeah. yeah. If you're still like contending or still have maybe something to prove or, you know, you just care about winning, I don't think it's the league for you. Well, that's just why it's weird because Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, they're like best buddies and like they both went to live and they're like in their prime, very competitive guys and they're just like fuck it. Yeah. I mean, that is I mean, I feel like I mean, it's, the money is ridiculous. It's it's, it's yeah. tough to like put a number on it until like somebody slaps a $200 million offer in your face. Like realistically, yeah. I could be the best golfer in the world. I could be me right now shooting 115 on like fresh pond and, <laughs> and like I am taking it what I, like if somebody slaps that amount of money in my face I'm probably keep, I'm probably well, going to I mean take keep it. in mind too like typically this is money that has to be earned I mean not to say oh, this yeah. is like unearned money but like in the PGA it is like purse winnings I mean dude they they're getting like at least 5x their earnings and they're playing half if not a quarter as much gold. Right. Yeah. Guaranteed. Like, objectively, if someone offered you a new job where you made five times the money and worked a quarter of the time... And the only ramification was you just couldn't hang out with your old work buddies anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> you'd, you'd yeah, look, at, look at this guy getting on his high horse saying 25 times his, his earnings. I mean, it... That's if I'm that's if I'm that mid to to whatever because that's probably realistically the case. Twenty five times. I mean, yeah. if you're what fifty to hundred. I mean, the bums I mean, on the PGA Tour make dog shit. They make like what minor league baseball true, players make. Right. True. Yeah. So ten to fifty mil. That probably is like close to twenty five times what you'd usually. It's make. just crazy because I can't even fathom what that much money feels like. Looks oh like in God. a bank account. I don't even know what that money can purchase. No. Is this, am I wrong on this? But I'm pretty sure I, I saw something that was like last place of live gets a hundred k. Yeah, it's something crazy. I think uh, Even that, like, no, I mean that's good. There was money. something that came on top out of get your me garan- in there. Like, on top I'm of your guaranteed to bread. Like you, yeah, that's just like purse money. money. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw, like, because in the PGA, if you don't, if you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. So if you're yeah. not at least at half, yeah, of, if you're not better than half the field, you don't get paid the damn thing. Damn. But so that's live. Um, I think the craziest thing is that players are threatening to strike. That'd be like a doomsday scenario for the PGA Tour. It's like you lose all these guys, and then your own players don't even want to play. Yeah. That'd be really screwing the pooch. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about Giannis playing in this uh, FIBA World not, Championship. Not just friendly. Giannis. We got Thanasis, Costas, and Alex. <laughs> we, we, we got all the four bros out there. All dominating for Greece. I think Giannis put up 31 and 10 in 20 minutes against Spain. And Spain's a pretty damn good team. Yes. Spain's a powerhouse. I mean, the, it, you watch them running up and down the court, and it's like pick and roll alley-oop city for those boys. There's just, like, he's just like, he's too much of a, I mean, he's the Greek freak, and he's literally too much of a, like, specimen to be playing international basketball. It's one thing against NBA guys, but like... Well, this makes me wonder. This must be the first time he's played international ball. I think. This has to be the first time he's played for, for Greece. I think he's played before. Really? But for some reason now it's... Well, it's because they all can play now. Yeah. He's, and it's Eurobasket, so it's not like he has to go against the U.S. He ain't going against China. Yeah. Like, the best team is the team they just spanked. 
I would think, unless it's uh, yes. where's this dude Argentina? from? Luca. Oh no, they're South. Where's Luca from? Slovenia or something like yeah, that? They're actually yeah. pretty solid, but like, I mean, four of those guys and in that sort of basketball, you may you may as well have four Giannis's out there. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is like uh, uh, FIBA really is like all about size right. at the end of the day. Yeah, it's size like athleticism. and athleticism. Yeah. Um, but I guess in well, would you have something to add there? Not really. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's still yet to be determined. I think Eurobasket is the fall, or a couple of weeks from now, I guess, technically. Um, you know, so, NBA is sooner so than we think. Who, yeah, yeah who, is, who is in the FIBA World Cup? Do you guys know? So I don't even know when that is. I th- the FIBA, we were just looking this up before. The FIBA schedule is so strange. Like, um, I don't even know. It's weird. Although I imagine, like, people in other countries probably care a lot about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so the, the next World Cup for FIBA is next year. Oh. Yeah. So these are just, like, true friendlies. Yeah, 2023. Well, well, yeah, well, the game yesterday was definitely a friendly, but Eurobasket oh, is the next okay. big FIBA event. Right. Like, strictly, though, for gotcha. Europe. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're playing in. Maybe they're not, and maybe they just participate in the friendly, and they're going to just, like, leave the Dude, team after. you but... know who could give it to them? France, now that Embiid oh. can play for France. Yep. And they were already good. Uh, oh, Embiid can't, yeah. They yep. Gobert, Rudy, Rudy, uh, Fournier. Yep, Fournier, uh, um, Frank, uh, Wembenyana. Yep, Wembenyana. Yeah, they're not bad. No, that's way bad. better. I mean, having Gobert and Embiid in international balls. Oh, that's cheat That's like OP. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Um, in, in other basketball news, though, um, do you guys see the, the stuff between Paolo and DeJounte Murray? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, All I've seen is the memes. I don't even really know what happened. i just seen the memes, and that's enough for me. Yeah. So... Uh, Murray, he's, he's a hawk now, formerly uh, a spur. Paolo, number one pick to the Magic or something like that. Um, at least top three pick. But either way, they were playing in some uh, Isaiah Thomas's Pro-Am League or whatever. And um, there's this one play. And keep in mind, DeJounte Murray posted this on his Instagram. He's basically like, welcome to the league. Is what he said, and like some other Cause, shit. Because nobody was watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw it out there. And he like fakes out Paolo a few times, fake pass behind his thing, throws a self oop off it, bangs on him, and he he throws the ball at Paolo, and he's just talking shit the whole time. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going at it a little bit, a little bit. And then after the game, here I'm just gonna. It's probably best if I just read it. But after the game, they start to have a little exchange back and forth. So Paolo puts on his story. Uh, you tried to flex on that number one pick shit on me when I was when I've been rooting for you when you was a kid asking to rebound for me. Tags him. He said, "Don't get on this internet saying nothing. You changed from the humble kid you always was, and I stand on real shit, boy. And you know, you made it and changed, and I lost all respect." And then Paolo basically said, "Well, I never changed up at all." And this dude's like, uh, "Stay humble. This life you in now is real and ain't no joke." And then in all caps, I still want to see you win because that's who I am. And then later he posts again. This is DeJounte Murray. He posts again. Sneaky sus. But he says, I'll blow your back out, little boy. Just you wait. Tags him again. Yeah, I don't know right. what he. Yeah. I don't know what he meant right. by, that, by that one. <laughs> All right, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't this NBA is a kids league yeah. guy. <laughs> Get but that under control. Safe to say, Hawks, uh, Magic must watch basketball this season. Upcoming. Yeah, nothing like the nice like 15 seed versus the 13 right. seed <laughs> yeah, yeah. for prime time NBA hoops. I mean, so I assume they grew up together. Uh, they seem they probably went to the same high school, maybe AAU. 
they, they've got it. There's got to be a backstory here yeah. that's yet to be discovered. You know, all, all the credit to Paolo. You know, he 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 didn't he didn't really retaliate in, all, in any meaningful well, way. Well, all the memes I saw, and I didn't see the memes. You saw the memes, but of the ones that like came across me, it was just Paolo being sweaty. Like, did you see those ones? There were there were there was stuff saying like he was just like dripping in sweat in these clips. Like there was there was a scene where it's like there's like point of view guarding Paolo, and it's like somebody's like. Uh, you know, dribbling in front of them, and he's like wiping the sweat off his face. He throws it at the person. He's just like a like a bucket of water being thrown <laughs> at you. Like he's wiping the sweat off his face. So, I mean, if, if I'm guarding a sweaty dude, that might piss me off too. That might make me post on on the gram. Tell him I'll blow his back out. <laughs> speaking of guarding sweaty dudes, uh, I'm gonna skip over that sus comment. But speaking of guarding sweaty dudes, Sam and I have been running pickup hoops. We've been running it uh, over over. Um, in Alston. Right behind traders. You you guys and pull up and they and they know it's about to get real. Let's they, just say they, we, we won like five games in a row last time with a real deal spiel. Yeah, you guys we are probably sore for days. Y- we didn't deserve to win five games in a row, I'll tell you that it much. It was some slow <laughs> I mean I so when I'm when I'm in there, like like I hit I hit a few shots. Um I miss you, you, I miss You're a, a threes guy? I'm, I, you know you jack it he's up. He's a threes guy. Um, the past couple games I've been a threes guy. That's what Steph Curry did to pick up basketball. Yeah. You, everybody you know, wants you know to what jack else, up. You know what I'll say? He doesn't jack them up. They're right. typically open. That's what I'll say. They're open shots. Yeah, except for when like they're right in Sam's eye and he's the, <laughs> the last time we had balled. No, well, I'll be on, I'll own up to it. The last time we had balled, and let's just let's be clear here: the defensive effort was not at maximum. But you know, o- Obed was raining them. I think he made like made a lot of threes. What's the competition like out there? It's it's pretty honestly. There's some good athletes. It's so. What's funny is I would love to be an outsider watching these games because when you're in, obviously, like anytime you're playing a sport, you think you're ten times as athletic as you are. Right. Especially now that we're all like post college, like relatively washed up athletes, gasping for air. Yes, I would love <laughs> to see. Plays off. I would. Yeah. Oh, I would just like love to see. Yeah, literally just cherry picking like everything. I'd love to see this from an outsider's perspective. Everybody's like relatively the same. Like you get, like you get some kids who clearly played like in high school and like are better. Like can handle the ball a bit better, can drive to the hoop a little bit better. But everyone's like relatively similar. Like it's pretty good, even competition. Uh, some good athletes who have like no coordination. Other like bad athletes who like shoot line drives and <laughs> I, I, bang threes. Like the, it's, it's fun. The key. It's just like playing two K in many ways, right? Like, um, at least my 2K philosophy is if you want to win a game in 2K, or at least you want to stick in it, make less mistakes than the person you're playing. I think the same applies in the exact same pickup that he described. It's like everyone is more or less on the same plane. Like, give up less wide-open layups, turn the ball over less, like, you'll probably be fine. Like, don't give them four or five rebounds in a row. Like, you'll be okay. You they're not playing organized ball out there. Like, they're not coordinating. It's really just five people out there on the same team. Yeah. You guys uh, you guys out there talk shit? You know, a little we, bit. We chit-chat. You know, we chit-chat. Ch- to, to, to the other guys or, or to each other? So when, when Sam and I were on opposing teams, I was talking all the shit in the world to Sam because it took the poor bastard like four games to get a layup. <laughs> he, he, he didn't, well, no one he knows. Didn't. I'm a floor general. 
<laughs> it, also, it also took him. He had like a crispy like five turnover to assist ratio out there as well. It wasn't he, that you know, bad. It wasn't a, that he bad. He had a tough show. It was closer to maybe one to one, which is bad in of itself. I heard him crying listening to Marvin's room uh, <laughs> later that night as I took my victory shower. But it it is like like so Charlie Charlie's one who Charlie doesn't talk shit. I, I do Charlie some, don't belong out there. <laughs> so I do some like passive aggressive like laughing like stuff like like little like subtle chirps that really dig under the skin because i'm a douche charlie just talks with his body like charlie will back some kids down like there was a kid who who chuck probably had like four inches on and about like 45 pounds on and this kid's like getting a little physical like he was just like running around running into people and he tried to like body chuck out of the paint and like i had the ball up top and i just see chuck just like kind of look at this kid like step around him bully him out of bounds take a wide open layup and like chuck it off the top of the backboard and like do that three more times before turning the ball over. He missed over. it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. Oh, every time. No, I think he went 0 for 4 from the paint. I, I like um, the uh, the saying and one every time I go Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's and good. one. And one. And people are like, dude, it wasn't a foul. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't care. call foul, bitch. I didn't call foul. Yeah. I, said, I, said, I, said, I said and one. <laughs> Yeah, that's we we did have a big discrepancy on the court because we well, I was being a I was being a, a stickler for no reason. Basically, I was like, because there's this it's guy. It's fun to do that for well, no reason. Well, well there's some people take it. You well, know, well, just and that, and, that, and that's the thing too. It's like I take very little seriously, even if my demeanor is that way. But like this dude in the court, I think a couple times he's like. Uh, he'd, he'd been, he was like, where's my foul? Where's my foul? That was a foul. And it's like, no, you got to say foul. Oh, he didn't say foul. That's the thing. He never wants the word come out. And I was well, like, well, no, he didn't say foul until after he didn't get fouled, missed a wide open layup, right. and then would yell foul. He's right. one of those guys. Right. You know? And I was like, look, you either say foul or you don't say foul. I was like, I say and one. And then, of course, uh, like six plays later, like a clear foul. And I'm like, and one. And, I'm, and, and like everybody knows it's a foul. And they're all just looking at me. And this one, <laughs> this one dude in retaliation is like, he didn't say foul. Yeah. No, that's like, when, that's when it just, starts getting just, real, real yeah, testy. Yeah, yeah. Well, because this kid was yelling like and one. And Sam's like, and then like we played it out because we were yelling like and one and stuff. And then it became this whole argument. And then like late in the game, just. Uno reverse card. That almost right cost. We ended up winning that one, but I was thinking in my head, I was like, that might cost us this game. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, you guys gotta let me know next time you're out there. I purely go to, out to play basketball. You'd be our fifth, so yeah, I we, can swat some shots. Good fun. That's so. So the thing we were missing was some good. We had four of us, and it was all like pretty good effort, pretty good like, like ball movement <laughs> stuff like that. But we did have a random guy who loved to hang back, cherry pick, <laughs> dribble into like quadruple coverage. And that's and a jack, common theme. And jack up like Steph Curry range. <laughs> you know, it I, was I like tough. to I like to pretend I'm KG out there. Listen, that's, oh, I, yeah, I, get, hey, I really get in it. That's, that's the right what mentality. we were missing. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I told Sam. I was like, we're missing just one more like a bit of bruiser. enforcer. Yeah, yeah. We're, bi- we're missing a, a body who can get some boards and yeah. be an enforcer on D. Because God knows, I mean, Sam and I have decent size on us, but we don't. I'm go not ain't banging down there. Though. Are you kidding me? I, my, I walk, I'll, I walk, clutching my back anyway. Imagine, <laughs> imagine freaking taking bows down there. Charlie's a warrior. <laughs> um, but for the for the sake of time, let's let's move on here, fellas. Um, so let's talk briefly about this whole uh, NFL valuations thing because right. I you guess these things are worth a whole lot of cash. Right. Um, the Cowboys are the most expensive NFL franchise at $7.6 billion. Um, but what I really want to talk about is how much these things were originally bought for. Um, so first, we have the Cowboys. 
Bought for $150 million in 1989, now worth $7.6 billion, wow. like I said. Fucking steal. You have the 49ers purchased for $17 million in 1977, now worth $5.1. And, and um, same, there's no been, there, there has not been any transactions. No transactions the, since then. Jesus. And then you have the New York Giants. Purchased for $500 in 1925, now worth 5.7 B. Wow. I, is, is that good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the ROI is on that, but it sounds pretty good to me. Damn. 500 bucks. I mean, even the Patriots, Rob, Bobby Kraft bought them for $172 million, now worth $5.8 billion. I mean, that's the thing. I think we, we, had, we had talked a little bit about this off, um, but it's at the point now where those figures realistically probably could have been purchased by, like, a person or a family. Like, that's money that could be... You could, you could scrap that together right, back you, in the day. Yeah, but, you, but today, I mean, you ain't getting a couple people putting in five, six, seven Bs. I mean, uh, you, like, literally need to scrap, like, groups together. And, and even that gives you a barely a fighting chance. Yeah, I mean, now these things are, like, true... Uh, Corporations Wait, we, we got that a, need we, to make money. We, we got another guest, Dave. Before you say anything, no. uh, there's a pod, you, there's a pod going on, brother. Well, I was curious about this. Well, actually, yeah, I wanted a Barcelona. live I wanted a live scoop on this Barcelona news. Well, summarize it for us and give us your take. this year while also being like a billion dollars in debt they have managed to they have they're, they have currently have players under contract that they were refusing to pay and they're willing to take to court for contracts that they set up two years ago keep in mind these players during covid also took pay cuts so the club could stay afloat now the club wants them out so they can sign more players and get back to the level that they were before the players are obviously saying like fuck that we're not leaving so, so this team is trying to take them to court they also don't have enough money to they don't have enough money to register their new guys, so their new guys could be out the club by next week as free agents. So now everyone's like, "Fuck, fuck Barcelona." They, are, they, I've never seen a club get away with this nonsense in my life. <laughs> I didn't even know it was possible. But yeah, man, they, that, 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 that's like the gist for the majority of the guys. And then they have this one guy called Frankie De Jong that my team's trying to sign, Manchester United. And they have been, they have been threatened. He was the first guy they threatened to take the court. Because he didn't want to leave without getting his money. They owe him 14 million euros or something like that. And he's, he's saying, like, I'm not going to leave the club but just not get my money. I take a pay cut to keep you guys going. And you guys are trying to screw me over. That's fucking yeah. And so Manchester United, we're kind of stuck trying to sign him. We've been trying to sign him for, like, two months now. Shit's not going anywhere. But, yeah, man, Barcelona's a terrible club. I wish I had more time <laughs> to go into it. But I, they, used to be my, they used to be my second favorite club as a kid. But, nah, man. They, they wronged you. Up. Hey man, we we appreciate that. Let me let me give you a ring after, but we we need more soccer scoops like that. <laughs> so so to summarize for anyone that couldn't hear that, um, FC Barcelona is one point five billion dollars in debt. Um, they're in so much debt they can't even pay their. Players that they've signed they're, up for contract. They're exploring selling twenty five percent of their own team. Well, I think they already did. They oh. sold twenty four percent for one hundred and two million. And that might not be and enough that's to a cover. Steal, by yeah. the way, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, a that club's worth like after what 4 we just billion. talked about. Yeah. That's a freaking bargain. <laughs> Those guys just made out like bandits. Um, I don't know. I think it's always hilarious when like massive uh, 
sports teams find themselves in these predicaments. Yeah, I mean, I I can't even begin to pretend to understand how they would get into that predicament in the first place. But I mean, surely, actually, this is this is the least that I know. Um, despite being a sports team, at the end of the day, these are really just large organizations. Surely, someone is getting paid. To, to like look at the numbers, handle the books. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, right? I'm, I'm by no means. A, I, I know nothing about how these soccer teams really operate. But is this what happens when, when there's no salary cap or, or luxury? It, it, maybe tax? there's no oversight. Maybe just like somebody just signs off and like nobody checks, and then finally somebody looked at the books and they're like, "We got a problem here." <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, the numbers don't add up. Well, I'm pretty sure all these leagues were also in a shit ton of debt. Um, Mainly from COVID, right? And so at the Barcelona must have just—I think they also just built a brand new stadium. That just, doesn't help. It's just embarrassing, you know. It's just embarrassing. I feel for the fans. Yeah, they don't—they uh, deserve better. Dave sounded disgusted, and he's not even yeah, a Barcelona he was, he fan. Was hurt, man. He was hurt, <laughs> but um, not even. I guess back to football, though. Um, wait, what was I going to say? Um, oh, the NFL is adding um, apparently a Black Friday game this season. Courtesy of Amazon. So the day after Thanksgiving? Day after Thanksgiving, another football game. Amazon paid like $100 million for those rights. Blowing money. So Am- Amazon's, away. Amazon's broadcasting the game? Black Friday game, yep. Hmm. Well, you know, they, they already pay a billion dollars a year to have exclusive rights to Thursday Night Football. Really? And so who broadcasts for Amazon now? I forget who it was. They just signed a couple new guys. They honestly might have gotten the NBC guys. I thought it was the guy that Tony Romo like shafted out of a job. Like Tony Romo came in and this guy got <laughs> this guy got booted. I forget his name. I want to say they signed him, but I could be wrong. I think Amazon got Joe Buck. I was that's the no name I wanted way. to say, but I'm, I wasn't no positive because I, I I think Buck and uh, who's who's the guy that who uh, the other Fox guy Troy. I think Buck and Aikman went to Amazon. No I could shit. be wrong. Let's no see. Shit. Thursday night. Amazon broadcast, Marshawn, wait, I'm seeing Marshawn Lynch and Fitzmagic. Well, that, well, that clearly that, that just, doesn't yeah, sound right. Yep, yep. Well, actually, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are going to ESPN oh, for Monday Night, Monday Football. Night Football. Drew Brees is going to NBC. Uh, Brady will eventually join Fox. Uh, Burkhart, yeah, Burkhart is currently, I think, the guy. Yep, so it's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet for Amazon. It's, I mean, Kirk. They pulled him out of the pulled him out of college. Promoted yep. him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But um, speaking of football, we're talking football. We're talking streaming football. Why don't we close out talking uh, fantasy football? So for those of you longtime listeners, um, you, you know we got a little bit of a wacky league here. But uh, Oban, why don't you give him a, a quick summary? Yeah. Let's let's give Jake the floor and just yes. spew your yeah, Mr. Your, Commissioner. Spew your Willy Wonka chocolate factory. Uh, Logic here. Yes. So now, now we've actually. That sounds kind of evil. Wasn't he a villain? You know, people go back and forth on that. <laughs> you know, I'm a very democratic, unbiased journalist slash commissioner. Um, so last year we had a we had a six man apartment. So we made an apartment fantasy league. It was a six man league. It was which is already criminal. Yeah, it was criminal. It was definitely criminal. But we were like, okay, if we're gonna do a fucking six man joke of a league. Let's at least make it a joke league. So we added punters and head coaches and like two quarterbacks. Like I'm pretty sure there is like 15 spots in your roster that can score you points per game. 
Uh, like coaches can get up to like if you tie, the coach gets like twenty five points. Um, I explained the punters. The punters clip actually went viral from the last pod. Yep. That's why you're back. Uh, that's, that's why I'm back. You, <laughs> you know? earned it. They were t- I saw that you guys, you guys were uh, you know, recycling old content. I, Whoa, I knew, don't spew that to the public. <laughs> that's new stuff. I knew, I knew uh, Superman had to come in, save the day, give him some more viral clips. Uh, but um, we, uh, we have punters who, you know, it's like you can score up to like 60. Like there was, there was a game last year where somebody's punter scored like close to 70 points what did you Um, learn last year that's going to change how you approach this year so the only thing that's changed is that we added two uh two new players noah being one of them and then our our new roommate eric so we've expanded to eight teams the the settings are exactly the same um i didn't learn anything (laughs) other than the fact (laughs) that you have no control over what happens like, there were weeks, so Brian, who was actually on the pod and talked about him doing the punishment, um, essentially, he had a team that could put up, like, he put up, like, 300 points, which, like, only a few teams did. He put it, he did that a few times, but he also would put up, like, 150 points. Like, he was the most inconsistent team, and then he just lost the last, like, five games. I mean, he had a season. game he lost by, like, half a point. I think brutal. brutal. Yeah, he had, there was a game. There was a game that he needed. Like I think it was James Conner and Matt Prater to combine for like eighty points um, against me, and the loser went to the toilet bowl. And Matt Prater, the, the, the punter kick, the or kicker? kicker. Okay. And so, so kickers, you also. This is. I think this might be my my favorite or most underrated bit of our fantasy league, is that if you attempt a sixty yarder. Attempt, not even make. If you attempt a 60-yarder, you get, uh, I think it's seven points. Um, for <laughs> just attempt, just going out and kicking it. <laughs> if you make it, you get another 10. So I had Justin Tucker last year, and he hit that like 64-yarder game winner against the Lions. And that ended up winning me the game because he attempted it. It was seven points, and he made it. So I got 17 points on that one kick. Jeez. Um, but Brian almost came back with Matt Prater and James Conner. I think he ended up losing by three. I think they put up 77. So it really is, like, the funny thing is, is, like, you go to, in a normal league, you go to Monday night uh, or Sunday night, and your team's, like, getting murdered, and you know you're dead no matter what. In this league, if your team's getting murdered, all it takes is, like, one or two. The, the rules are so whack. You, you need a, a 50-yarder to that, get attempted. Yeah, like, it just, it, you Anything have a chance. Happen. Anything so can happen. We're, we're coming up on time here, but I, w- I want to hear what you have in store for our draft on August nineteenth, tell me about yes. tell me about draft night and tell me about some of your potential punishment concoctions. So I won't I won't expose too many of my punishments, especially with two league members here. But I can <laughs> I can talk about I can talk about a couple. Um, so first draft night we got, and I, I should have brought the roulette wheel to the pod, and we could have picked the draft order on the pod. Well, you know, well, you know, we might. We'll document next, it. If you guys record next week, you know, maybe 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 we'll do a, a maybe, live. We'll do a live show. Huh? Could, How about we that? We should do a live show. That would be some good content, but. So we're gonna we're we I have this mini roulette wheel that's gonna be how we pick our divisions. Uh, there's there's two four team divisions. Um, it'll also be how we pick the draft order, and then we'll do we'll do the draft. Um, everybody's coming to the draft. All eight people with one or however many. Personally, I have seventeen different punishment ideas. Um, people likely will come with one or two. Um, 
we're going to hash out, we're going to vote, we're going to decide on a, on a couple punishments, probably go at random at that point. What I'm thinking is we narrow it down to two punishments and one that absolutely nobody wants to do. We spin the roulette wheel, black is one, red is the other, and zero is that one that nobody wants to do. Oh, gee. Which I kind of love. You know, mm. I think that's a great little spin there. But after the draft, this is another twist that I enjoy. We are doing a beer Olympics. Uh, four allegedly. V4. Four v four. Well, no, allegedly. I have now conducted my uh, internal league research, and I have gotten yeses from everybody besides the two of you <laughs> and, and Joe Latanzi. Um, so, are you guys in for the beer Olympics? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a yes. I'm, I'm not going to go against the Godfather. That's a yes. All right, so Joe, you're in too. Um, but essentially, we're going to do a beer Olympics four v four division versus division. The winner of the Beer Olympics, throughout the playoffs, the teams in that division, we will have, uh, like, three-point home field advantage during, like, they'll just start the game off with three points. So that's the other twist. In terms of punishments, let's see. Give us, give us so two of your, don't give us your top two, but give us maybe five and six, seven and eight of your, of your favorites, or whatever you think is the most ridiculous. Okay. Um, so... One we were talking about was like, you know, there's there's been that punishment of like taking like a random bus or a train or plane ticket to a random city. Plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I added the plane in there. And conducting a scavenger hunt in that city and you can't return back until you complete that scavenger hunt. That is that's one that I'm gonna present. Um one that I like, um, so I actually, these are three versions of the same one. So there is the Milk Mile, uh, which is oh, you have to run a five-minute mile. That's just so hard. That's cooking. Well, yeah. you guys aren't letting me finish. <laughs> um, you can add 45 seconds to that time for every glass of milk you drink before you run. So. <laughs> what if you don't? What if, what if you don't? What if you don't hit the time? Then you gotta do it again. <laughs> like that's a good one. That's a fucking like imagine like, like it's realistically it's so dirty. Is, is wait, 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 wait. Do you have to like drink the milk beforehand? Before, yeah. Before. But, oh, so it's not like a. Is it it's like, like a, is it like a lap milk? No, no. You it's, just go. It's you like so you start your time starts. I haven't decided between like. Probably five, probably six. Six is because realistically, someone should be able to run like it. No, five thirty is good because if you have two glasses of milk, you would you would have to run a seven minute mile. If you can't run a fucking seven minute mile, dude, milk is you, th- you milk. guys were D one track milk, milk, milk is <laughs> thick. Milk is, slow you down. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. All right, let's hear well, the, the next versions. one. Yeah, we got to wrap well, up. Well, the other version is a beer mile, uh, which is a little bit different. It's just like. You you have uh, a six pack of beer. It's kind of like beerio cart. You have a six pack of beer, and you have to finish the six pack and the mile uh, within like twenty minutes, um, which you know is kind of a lot. Now that I think about it, maybe we'll have to tweak that time a little too. Uh, and this one was a little fucked up, but it's uh, the electric dog collar mile. Oh God! Um, yeah, that was uh, that was one that. I, you know, I haven't really figured out the, the fine print. Veto. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just thinking of like, okay, what version? That's a zero I, spin right there. I'm going to put in a bunch in a pack.
PowerPoint presentation. I was like, so which one of these mile and you got to justify them. I was like, which one of these mile versions can can add some comedy? Mm. I figured that the well, idea of well, somebody well, running a mile well, with an electric dog well, collar is pretty funny. Well, you know, that's a cliffhanger, I think. We're, we're going to leave that yeah, episode We'll do a part two and everybody will find yeah. out what we, what we <laughs> yeah. end up going yeah. with. All right, thanks, Jake. Chick got a little porch body. I might let the bro test drive it. It's hard for me to get excited. I love music and stress about it. My city hauling, I'm co-signing this wave coming.